Okay, boys, are you ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. Bedtime Story Adventure 2018. Written and read by me to two boys. Urban fantasy-ish. Chapter 8. James wasn't sure which fate he preferred. Death by poison from a venomous snake, or being devoured by a hungry badger. The priestess shuffled towards them between the benches covered with scientific glassware. Her claws seemed to get bigger with every step. Perhaps there was another way. Jenny seemed to have frozen next to him. Show her the stone, he whispered. Jenny held out the badger stone. The priestess paused. Where did you get that? The king under the fort gave it to me, Jenny managed. He said you could help us. Help you? Now why would I do that? Just because Julian gave you that stone doesn't mean I have to do anything with you. The badger breathed a heavy sigh. Her claws seemed to retract a little. Or perhaps that was wishful thinking. A badger stone? Really, Julian, why do you keep tormenting me? It's probably best that you both leave. I'll just have to order a pizza, I suppose. I guess that will be nearly as tasty as two humans. She looked at them yearnfully, as a hungry child would look at a jar of sweets on a shelf too high to reach. Her eyes caught James's, and her look changed to one of curiosity. Scientific curiosity. Come here, boy. Let me see your cheek, she said. James didn't move. Oh, don't be silly. There's nothing to be worried about. You said you were going to eat us, James said suspiciously, still not moving. I did. Well, I was. But I don't think it would have done me any good eating you. It's a good thing I decided to eat pizza. Come over here, where there's a bit more light. With more than a little trepidation, James took a few small steps into the lab. The badger stood still, waiting. So he took a couple more steps, until he was face to face with the priestess. My word, the badger said, I did dodge a bullet. Dodged a bullet with the pizza, my word. Can you help him, Jenny said over James's shoulder. Can you stop the poison? Stop the poison, the badger chuckled. This poison is designed to be unstoppable. I'm surprised he's still upright. Tell me, have you recently been to Scandinavia? No, James said. I did go to France in the summer holidays, though. France, the badger snorted. I suppose it's good for croissants. Where did you meet Rask? Beaconsfield Road, James said. What? Here in Brighton? That's not good. Not good at all. I must warn the girl. Elf. Jenny asked. Do you mean Elf? The priestess looked past James. Yes. Do you know her as well? My, my, you are the socialites. We're friends of Elf, James said. We'd like to help her. And if I help you, you help her. The badger thought about this. But who helps me? Uh, I could go and get a pizza, Jenny offered. You could? The badger raised its eyebrows. Well, that might be a start. All I can get delivered here is Domino's. Oh, how I long for a thin-based Italian pizza. She could go to Fatto Amano, James said. There's one close by. Their pizzas are pretty tasty. Really? The priestess said hopefully. I'd like something hot and meaty. Yes, that would do nicely. Here. The badger shuffled back to the far workbench, rustled around in a drawer, then came back with a twenty-pound note. That should cover it, but bring me the change. Jenny took the money and disappeared behind the curtain. James heard the brick door open and close. Now, 
How can we stop an unstoppable poison? And how come you're not dead already? Hmm. James had the feeling that the questions were rhetorical, but held out his right hand for the priestess to look at. Is this where it got you? James nodded. It just scratched my little finger. Using her large claws delicately, the badger unwrapped the bandage and looked closely at James's little finger. Hmm, the snake didn't bite a chunk out. That looks like a squirrel bite to me. It was Notel, a grey assassin. Grey assassins are trained to take lives, not to save them, the badger said, moving back and looking directly at him. Why would one take such a risk to help a human, I wonder? He held her gaze, silently staring back into the dark eyes that were almost hidden in two black stripes of fur. She was challenging the truthfulness of his words. He was sure of it, and he was not going to back down. It is unusual to find a human so comfortable around wild animals, she said. Regardless of the assassin's motives, by biting you, she chanced ingesting some of the venom herself, which would kill a squirrel in seconds. She turned back to looking at his finger. Between the tiny amount of venom and the squirrel's quick actions, I think we can probably do something to help you. The priestess shuffled between the benches, pulling down jars and boxes, sniffing some, putting others back, and muttering to herself the whole time. I need to run some tests, and for that I need blood. The badger shuffled back to James, holding out a small square of thin glass. Put a drop of your blood on there, please. James paused. The bite on his finger had stopped bleeding. Oh, come on, I don't have all night. I have a pizza to eat in a minute. Hold out your thumb. James held out his thumb. With a sudden movement, the priestess's paw flashed between them, one claw out, and then dropped to her side. The movement was incredibly quick, and all James felt was a slight pressure on his thumb. When he looked down, a small drop of red appeared. He'd barely seen what happened. He was in no doubt that if the badger had really wanted to eat him and Jenny for dinner, she could have had them before they'd even realised. He smeared the drop of blood onto the glass. The priestess then added a few ingredients from two jars, held it upside down over another jar, put it in and out of an old envelope. Then she tapped it three times and slid it under something that looked a little like a wood and glass version of a Dyson vacuum cleaner. It had a pair of brass binoculars attached via a leather hose, which the badger held up to her eyes for a few seconds. Now that is interesting. She muttered some more unintelligible sounds while concentrating on the claws of her left paw. They were moving fast in a seemingly random order, while she used the end of a claw on her right paw to scratch a few numbers into the workbench. All of the surfaces of all of the benches were covered with scratches. Numbers and symbols on top of each other, scratches on scratches. Some Western, some looked Chinese. Others were from no script that James had ever seen. The final numbers the badger scratched were four, then zero, then three. Got it. She left the vacuum cleaner thing, went to a drawer, took out a small dark glass bottle with a rubber dropper in its lid. Now, what I said before is right. The venom of the rusk has no anti-venom. It's incurable. What I'm going to do has never been done before, because no creature has ever survived long enough to try it. But I'm fairly confident it will work. James swallowed. He didn't like the idea of an untested treatment. But it got worse. The poison will eventually kill you, it's certain. But, like all creatures, you're going to have to die at some point. 
By looking deeply into your blood, she pointed at the vacuum cleaner thing, I can work out exactly how long you'd live if you hadn't been poisoned, and give you something that'll keep you healthy until then. The poison wins because it gets to kill you, so it's happy. You win because you get to have a normal healthy life exactly as you would have been without the poison. It's a win-win-win, because I also get pizza. Wait, James was confused. You can work out how long something will live by looking at its blood? Easy peasy, she said. Barring things like accidents, of course, you'll still be mortal. Now, give me a minute to make the remedy. Too little of this, and you'll die early. Too much of that, and the poison won't agree to the deal. The priestess rummaged some more, and pulled out a conical flask and a Bunsen burner. At that point, the brick wall door opened, and the delicious smell of pizza wafted in. Everything going okay? Jenny asked. Uh, I guess so, James said, turning round to talk to her. She's going to keep me alive for the same amount of time I would have lived anyway. Perfect, Jenny said, smiling broadly. And it was two for one before seven, so I got us a margarita as well. Like I said, win, 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 the badger said. Now, let's get this over with so I can eat. A few minutes later, the two children were outside in the churchyard, sitting on a bench, eating a rather nice pizza. The priestess had given James a small injection. He'd hardly felt it and already his hand was feeling a little better. Perhaps it really was a win-win-win.